mentioned at the press conference, which I thought was quite interesting, that he's a black man. And as I laid and cried and hurt for Tamika Palmer and for Breonna Taylor and for Kenny Walker and for Janaya, who we need to love up on, as I laid there and I thought about him saying he's a black man, I thought about the ships that went into Fort Monroe and Jamestown with our people on them over 400 years ago. And how there were also black men on those ships that were responsible for bringing our people over here. Daniel Cameron is no different than the sellout Negroes that sold our people into slavery. She said it and helped white men to capture our people, to abuse them and to traffic them while our women were raped, while our men were raped by savages. That is who you are, Daniel Cameron. You are a coward, you are a sellout, and you were used by the system to harm your own mama, your own black mama. We have no respect for you, no respect for your black skin because all of our skin folk ain't our kin folk and you do not belong to black people at all. All right, folks, that's how my uncle to be your Woo-hoo! Morning, brothers and sisters. Today is, oh man, September 28th, 2020. September 28, 2020. You heard our little sister. She went in on that brother. But did she really go in on that brother? Daniel Cameron. Here's a brother. Because this is what we're going to talk about. We want to talk about how our own kind, black people. Why do black people sell out their own? You know, sometimes when you get prominent black people in a position, they turn their back on their struggling brothers and sisters. No one is asking that you give them money. No one is asking that you give them jobs. Even though you always hear in these elections how they're going to create jobs, only thing black people ask for is a chance to make good. But people always think black folks are the one begging for the jobs. Hell, you just you got just as many white folks as you do black folks, Hispanic folks looking for jobs. But when black people say it, everything seems to matter when black folks say it. It's not just it matters, but it's magnified. You come out with black lives matter. All lives matter. Everything is always magnified. And that's the sad thing because it's always magnified. But when you sell them out a race, you know, when you take a, a civil servant type of job, you, in, you are elected in a position. You are a lawyer. You are a police officer. You are whatever you take an oath for. And you violate that oath. You should no longer have that job. And you have so many people that violate their oath. But we're not going to talk about 
the ones who violate the oath because they all sell outs to their own community. We're going to talk about the ones that violate their oath and that are not only hypocrites, but sellouts, cowards. Like our little sister said, oh, she's a hot one. She fired up on her brother. But then again, like I say, did she really? Here's a brother who's a, an attorney. He's a, uh, he's an AG. This is a, uh, Attorney, he's attorney general in that, in that, in that frame, AG, but the brother didn't even do his due diligence in this case. You mean to tell me it took you 180 days to come up with, well, they shot in uh, one officer, one officer shot into somebody else's house. And the thing about that was, what about the black family's house? that that bullet traveled through as well. It wasn't just a white family. It was a black family. And he never mentioned that. He mentioned one family. He didn't mention two. He mentioned one. So basically what he said was, it don't matter whose house that bullet uh, flew in outside of being white, but it matters because it flew into a white house. But the black family's house, no, it don't matter because they were spraying bullets. No matter how you look at it, you had eight. Now they're trying to change it. It's either anywhere between five to eight that went into our little sister, Brianna, or six or whatever the number they're trying to place on it now that hit her. And they base everything. See, this is a thing that the grand jury more than likely did not hear. Here's a man. You're supposed to present the facts to the grand jury. If you don't present the facts to the grand jury, the grand jury, they don't know nothing. They're only going by what you tell them. So when you don't present the facts, and this brother, Mr. Cameron, sell out Mr. Cameron, he didn't go and present the facts. Because if he presented the facts, the guy shot because the guy was asleep and somebody come barging in his house and playing clothes. You don't know what a person's, what's going through a person's mindset. You don't uh, acknowledge the fact that, you know, they didn't even knock. And he, they say they did, but of course, when you got 180, 160, 180, whatever days to prepare a story, and if that's the best you can do, that just goes to show you, y'all are not that bright. Then I don't think they was that bright no way. You have all this time, and this is the best you can come up with? Because those cops didn't knock. They broke down that door. They didn't knock because the people next door didn't hear. But the white family, the, uh, the, some white neighbor heard it, really? Out of 12 people they so-called interviewed, only one heard, really? Really? And the one that heard was white, really? See, that goes to show you. There was no due diligence. This guy didn't even present that case in the proper form that it should have been presented in. He went up there and they probably told him, this is what you're going to do. And you busy. If you're going to take a job, you either take that job and you do that job the way the job supposed to, or you don't take it. If you want to go in there and you got other uh, political as you know, as uh, aspirations, which is nothing wrong with, but at least do your job. The fact that the man is black, anybody, it's not, it has nothing to do with the fact that he's black 
And then again, it does have something to do with the fact that he's black because one, he should have done his job better because he should understand that this type of stuff goes on all the time. But he is not in the black community. If you look at his personal life, he is not in the black community. He is a Negro nigga that basically is out there for him, his own self-worth. But he doesn't care. Sell out. And then you have people that get on there to what well, the police is right and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Brother Charles Barkley was on his show, his platform, the NBA uh, special that they do, you know, the show, broadcast, whatnot, pregame. And he said, well, I feel the cops is right. How the hell are the cops right just shooting in people's house, man? Oh, see, and he's going by, well, you know, the guy did shoot. The guy shot because the guy was asleep. Somebody breaks in your house in plain clothing. You don't know who they are. And he only shot one time. They try to act like he shot many times. He only shot one time. One time. The South is bad. But that Negro, Charles, has always been against certain things. If you really do his history. But then again, Charles's wife don't look like him either. You know, you don't have to go down or you don't have to sound like you you, you prejudice. That's what people say. You don't have to sound like you're prejudiced. But it's like, hell, it ain't about being prejudiced. These are facts. Facts are not being prejudiced. But to some people who are offended... Because you present facts, they think you're prejudiced. They always say that. Like white folks, when you say something, oh, I'm not prejudiced. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But they don't never want to hear that. They never want to hear that. They always want people to think, I am not a prejudiced person. And then what they do, I have one black friend. I have black people come to my house all the time or something like that. You know, it, which ain't don't mean nothing. It really don't. It really don't. It only means something to the person who they're telling it to that might go along and believe that. But black people selling out. There was a judge in my state. And when it came to police cases, it was like a incredible number over a couple of years or several years, whatever. It was like out of 600 plus something cases, this judge in conviction, she's a black judge. In conviction, she had less than double digits of convicting police for the shit that they do. In this state, my state. And that's sad. She had less than 10. Or it could have been 10, but it wasn't no more than 10. But again, I don't think, I think it was a single number. And convictions against cops and the shit that they do. Like I say, I don't I don't never use names. You don't want to put names out there because people have a problem with names. They get offended. They start crying. Oh, you this, you that, and the next thing you know, you just never know. That's why I don't use names. But these are numbers that are not surprising in the black community to Negroes like oh. Cameron, they might be, but then again, when you got Negroes like that, you got to be very careful. They're not on your side. Charles Barkley, like I say, he's always got something. And another brother 
who sells out his own damn race. He got fired from the sports talk show network. Uh, what was his name? I think Jason, Jason Woodlock, Jason Whitland, whatever his name was. He's a brother. You know, he used to be on a show with uh, our brother Marcellus Wallace and a couple of other brothers. And this brother had always agreeing with what white folks do. He all I know you people have to have jobs, but you know, if you're supposed to be doing journalism, shouldn't it be accurate journalism? Not something that's false. But this brother had always something negative to say when it comes to black people. And it's like another sister. What is her name? What is that sister's name? Oh man, I'm trying to think of it. She goes around and she called our brother George Floyd, a thug. I can't think of her name. I can't think of her name. Ooh, I can't think of her name. Recently, she's a sister. Y'all probably know who I'm talking about. She got married. I believe she got married to a white guy. See? Us people, which is nothing wrong with, love to marry outside the race, which is nothing wrong with. I'm repeat. It's nothing wrong with. But when you go against your race, Injustice for your new found family that happened that uh, may happen not to look like you. Then what does that call you? When you know it's wrong, but you like you agreeing with them. See this sellout by Negroes, niggas. It, it's nothing new. This stems all the way, all the way. I'm walking around so. Whatever. This stems all the way from nine, what, fifteen twenty-five. From fifteen twenty-five to eighteen sixty-six, they were still dropping slaves off in America. Fifteen twenty-five, eighteen sixty-six, and basically, this started from niggers. Niggas selling out their own people because that's where it started. But then again, black man has problems when it comes to his own people, even in today's 2020. From 1525, 1866, they were still dropping slaves. Then you have black men that have been selling out ever since so-called freedom. They've been selling each other out ever since so-called freedom. It is so sad that our race, the black race, even though I know they all do it, but ours get magnified more than anybody. I I I don't know sometimes. Sometimes it's like, wow, you know, it be it befuddles me. If you want to if you take the numbers for the middle, pretty much the middle passage, you know, we like to say, well, you know, I don't know whoever came out with that 100 million. It's like, no, 100 million people didn't die in the middle passage because if that would have been the case, hell, it wasn't even 100 million people in the, in the world. So how in the hell, do, you know, 100 million people, 100 million black people going to die? Those numbers sometimes get distorted from people who like to put numbers out there and really don't know their numbers. But it is said through the scholars and this particular situation may be true 
because there's a, a, a mixture of scholars. So the numbers may be true, but they're more closer to this number than they are to 100 million because 100 million, forget that. They're not 100 million. This number, you have between 12 points, I'm sorry, 12.5 million shipped within that 1525, 1866 that were shipped. And you had anywhere between 10.7 million that probably survived. The numbers could be a little bit uh, distorted on both sides, shipped and survived. But 10.7, even if it was just 10.7, you had over almost 2 million people who didn't survive because placed on the bottom of these ships, the conditions were horrible. They, you, it didn't like you could put a blanket on you or you could dry yourself off when the water was, you know, because uh, they were at the bottom of the ship. But that's another story at another time. Today, we're talking about sellout. Sellout Negroes. I just wanted to put out that. How Negroes, black people, sell each other out. And these are prominent black people. They have prominent positions. So you know who they are. But, my brothers and sisters, on this particular Monday, sellout Negroes. But, I don't know. I, I'm so tired of talking about these things, but these things are something that needs to be talked about. My brothers and sisters, you need to think about your actions when it comes to your own brothers and sisters. When we have nobody else and all we have is each other and we constantly keep doing the same old, same old. These are messages that, that have been preached a million times before me and now I'm preaching them but these are messages that definitely need attention black folks need a new mindset but I'm going to say this my brothers and my sisters think about what you're saying think about what you're doing on this Monday this is your brother saying blacks sell out their own Blacks sell out their own. Peace. Have a great week, family. Think.